Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not any fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show. A great show. A tremendous show. A terrific show. Frankly, the best. Ask anyone. That's what Donald Trump told Breitbart to publish about the show anyway. <laughs> this is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt. You know me by my YouTube moniker, Skag3. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Blonde. Hello. Welcome. Sounding nice and crisp. More on that in a moment. Uh, kind of light on issues this week, to be honest. Uh, we're in the end of summer lazy days, I think. But we're going to talk Hillary's reaction to Trump's move to hire the Breitbart co-founder as a campaign manager. We'll try to make sense of this bizarre Ryan Lochte scandal at the top of the show, though I'm not optimistic about our chances. Uh, and we'll talk the unfortunate floods in Louisiana a bit as well. All this and more on your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. And double thank you to our patrons and other uh, contributors, as we mentioned last show. Why? Because Blonde is debuting a brand new microphone setup. I am. We are now working with the exact same mic, uh, which is a which is a great setup. It should sound good. We're limited only by the peculiarities of Skype, which drive me up a wall. But in general, we're going to be sounding much better from here on out. And that is due to our patrons. What do we say about our patrons? Always appreciate them, right? Appreciate Always. Yeah. That radio sound. That radio sound is what we're looking for. <laughs> Until we can get an ISDN line or whatever the actual radio stations use to get really good sound between them. But hey, we're not an actual broadcast. We're just two people in a room with slightly better than average microphones now. So thanks to <laughs> our patrons. We appreciate it. Uh, what else did I have on logistics? Ah, if you like the show, I hope you like the show. You're listening to it right now. Maybe you hate us. We have some hateful viewers as well. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you. Thanks. Yeah. Loyal as ever. This jerk's uh, a guy. This jerk's a guy. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Shout out to a couple of them. And that Raul guy who says we silence our, our haters, but won't come on the show, <laughs> even though he has an open invite. Um, oh, if you God. like the show and you haven't subscribed to our audio platforms, so those are iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever. Do that. Why? Because I'm starting to post bonus audio-only material there. So that might be uh, one of us or both of us streaming with another YouTuber. It could be one of us solo, both of us solo. Uh, I'm just posting whatever I have for extra content there on pretty much a weekly basis. This week, it's going to be extra podcast material you and I are going to do on Wednesday where we speak uh, with a listener of, of the show who works in a newsroom, which is super interesting. And we're going to talk about how the hell a news organization like CNN blows their Milwaukee coverage like they did. Uh, if you if you hadn't seen, last week we were covering Milwaukee at kind of as it was developing or right after it developed. Monday morning, CNN said, well, the guy who was shot, his sister was calling for peace because she said, don't don't burn things down here, that's bad. They, they added out the part where she says, burn down the suburbs instead. Yeah, yeah so really. A call for peace was actually a call to burn other people's neighborhoods, but... We're going to talk with her uh, just about how this happens, like process-wise. How does something like that get on the air? Because that's pretty fascinating. So uh, we're gonna ha that'll be some of that extra content. There's going to be more on a weekly basis. These are invigorating sounds you can only find on the audio platforms, not on the YouTube version. So all the audio platforms are linked in the description. Find them there and enjoy. <laughs> and that's all I got. That's it. That's the show. That's everything. That's well. That's my pie. I feel like every show I have more logistical items to list off at the top. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll and then I'm there. exhausted. I'm exhausted by the time we're through it. Um. <laughs> anyway, we were talking before the show about Lochte Gate, and <laughs> what 
what conclusions we can reach from it or how to even make sense of it. I um, don't know. So I think we kind of got to review the facts to to get into his interview that he had with Matt Lauer that aired yesterday. Which was bizarre. I don't know it, who watched it, but it was so weird. It's pretty strange. And, and I've yeah. cut up about three and a half minutes for us to go through and try to sort it out. But I found a good article that explained that explains a quick timeline of what happened here. So last Sunday, Ryan Lochte, if you're not familiar, uh, probably the second most prominent member of the U.S. swimming team to, to Mr. Phelps, the guy who denied the hijab wearer her rightful role as flag bearer, that hateful guy, Michael Phelps, we all, you know, enemy of the social <laughs> justice warriors across the world. Anyway, uh, Lochte tells NBC News <laughs> that he was robbed, held up and robbed at gunpoint. And this is what he said. We got pulled over in our taxi and these guys came out with a badge, a police badge, no lights, uh, no nothing, just a police badge. They pulled us over. They pulled out their guns. They told me, uh, they told the other swimmers to get down on the ground. They got, uh, and they got down on the ground. I refused. I was like, we didn't do anything wrong. So I'm not getting down on the ground. Wow. Badass. And then the guy pulled out his gun. He cocked it, put it to my forehead and said, get down. I was like, I put my hands up. I was like, whatever. And he took our money. <laughs> And he took my wallet, says Lochte. Well, that, that is noteworthy. That's a tall tale that uh, I think bears some investigation, don't you think? Uh, uh, yeah. So Although Monday it read as really believable to me when I first heard it. I was like, <laughs> oh, Rio's such a shithole. And then that was kind of the end of the story. <laughs> well, there is that factor. I'll give you that. But there's yeah. also, if you've heard Ryan Lochte speak before, um, <laughs> what's the expression? The... Uh, the lights are on, but no one's home. Oh, yeah. He's of, a hot he's, retard. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, uh, I, I, if you've heard him speak before, I think uh, an eyebrow raised with skepticism is, is in order. Um, so Monday comes around and uh, an Olympic official apologizes. <clears throat> and someone asked Ryan Lochte, hey, why'd you, because there was some delay between when this happened and when he reported it. Uh, Lochte says he waited to tell Olympic officials because uh, he was afraid he and his teammates would get in trouble. So that's how he explains some kind of delay here. Uh, on Tuesday, he bails to the U.S. He's out. Like, Olympics see aren't ya. over, but he's out. Like, see you guys. Wednesday, it starts getting more interesting. Rio police were unable to corroborate his account. They still have some more questions. Lochte and his teammate had given contradictory accounts. Lochte said there was one robber. Teammate said multiple. Security footage shows them arriving at the Olympic Village joking with each other not visibly shaken you know not looking like they'd just been robbed at gunpoint they're all just you know out having fun on the town um let's see at this time the judge orders passports uh the passports of the swimmers seized but Lochte is already in the u.s so it doesn't matter for him it does matter for his teammate friends who try to fly home but they're pulled off the plane by police Lochte talks to matt lauer of nbc news on the phone and says i wouldn't make up a story like this Spoiler alert. Uh, nor would the others. As a matter of fact, we all feel it makes us look bad. We're victims in this, says Lochte, and we're and we are happy that we are safe. Um, it gets worse from there. Thursday, police provide video of what happened. Lochte, Lochte and his teammates uh, were at a gas station. One of them vandalized the gas station bathroom. They apparently peed on the floor too, or something <laughs> like that. The swimmers tried to leave the gas station in a taxi, but a security guard from the gas station stopped them and demanded 50 bucks for the vandalism in exchange for not calling the cops. So that's why this, this guy's had a gun because he's a security guard. It, apparently he had the gun out, like generally pointed in, in their direction. No gun to the head, not robbery. Them saying like, dude, you just messed up our place. Give, give me some money so I can take care of it or I will yeah. call the cops. Yeah. Okay. That is vastly different. And that's when that those are the events that lead to this interview with Matt Lauer. Do you have the video queued up on your end so you can hear some of the things he says? Uh, no. Check the top of the notes. Grab oh, yeah, link. I do. Whoops. Okay, cool. Sure do. Let me pull that up because there's just, <laughs> I kind of want to go piece by piece here because there's a lot of mysteries. What was his motive? Why, why did he think this was a good idea? But he kind of contradicts himself even in this, in the, the point of this interview is coming clean. He's coming clean about everything that happened, which you would think is good, but he's not, he doesn't even come clean that much in his clean coming. Uh, I don't know, whatever. 
<laughs> his clean coming interview is not coming clean. Let's put it that way. Uh, and let's pull it up here and just listen to what he says. So um, before I wanted to go out on camera, I wanted to really make sure those other guys came back on U.S. soil. This is in. This is asking why haven't you talked to media yet about this? Why have you done an interview? Well, I want to make sure my friends get home. Noble, how noble. That's why I'm doing this today. Is Jimmy just came back? He was the last person to come back. Well, well, let me play devil's advocate there for a second because had you come out and set the record straight earlier, Gunner and Jack might not have been pulled off that plane, and yeah. Jimmy might not have had his passport impounded. So if you'd come forward and done an interview like this and told the real story earlier. Couldn't you have taken away a lot of their problems? Oh, by all means. Oh, by all means. If I would have just come clean from the start, it would have helped a lot. That's why I'm coming clean now, later. <laughs> he, agree <laughs> he agrees with him, even though what Matt Lauer is saying is like, you, you completely flubbed this according to your own reasoning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, continue, Mr. Lochte. And I think that's, that's, this is why I'm taking full responsibility for oh, my actions because are you? if I didn't over exaggerate the story. I want to stop there too. This this over exaggerate is not I don't want to be too harsh on him because I, I do want to give him credit. I, I think it's great that he's trying to be honest. And I, I do, you know, he's not doing a great job and this whole thing is bizarre and confusing, but I think it's good that he's trying to come clean. I give him credit for that. But over exaggerating is just a strange word. It's not even really a word. Exaggeration yeah. in itself it is kind of a um it's duplicative in its meaning exaggeration means you have characterized something beyond what is accurate so over exaggerate well exaggeration is already beyond what's appropriate so anyway semantics yeah. <laughs> um it's not exaggeration though because he has characterized the facts completely falsely not exaggerated falsely it's not robbery it, it it's a guy saying you messed up our stuff Give, Give us, us some money yeah. and we won't call the cops, which sounds totally fair. So this over-exaggeration bit is strange, but continue. Uh, to what I said when I did it, when it first happened with Billy Bush and yourself, and I told you the full story, um, none of this would have happened. One of the things you appear to have embellished uh, with Billy when you talked to Billy is you said at some point after you refused to sit down, the security guard put the gun to your forehead and cocked it. <laughs> That didn't happen. That didn't happen. And that's why I over-exaggerated that part. Uh, <laughs> it's not over-exaggeration. <laughs> it's flat out made up, dude. Over-exaggerated. Oh. Uh, trying to that? scale it back. Why'd you do why. that? I don't know. Um, you know, it was still hours after the incident happened. Um, I was still intoxicated. I was still under that influence. And I'm not making... Uh, me being intoxicated uh, like an excuse. I, I'm not doing that at all. I mean, it was my fault, and I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't even... Uh a lot of people are ripping him for the drunk part, but honestly, if he had just come out and said, like, look, I was wasted. I made up a ridiculous story. It's not true at yeah. all, and for that, I apologize. Yeah. I would go, you know, I get it. It's not great. Yeah. It's not cool, but I get it. You're in a you're in Rio. You're in a party town. It's Olympics. Everyone's going crazy. You got drunk. You made a mistake. Understood. Not a controversy. Don't care. <sighs> I don't know. But but I, I I this this whole thing just confuses me to the point I don't even have words for it. So <laughs> let's just keep going. Yeah. Um. Just kept it. Be like I'm not I'm not saying anything. You told me on the phone, Ryan. You said we are victims here. We are victims. This is where it starts to get really weird. In the police press conference, they said, not victims, they're vandals. If I were to ask you the same <laughs> question again right now and say, were you robbed on Sunday morning in Rio? How would you answer it? I'd be like, I can't answer that. Because I don't know if, because I was intoxicated, so I don't know. All I know is that uh. there was a gun pointed at us and we, had it, we were demanded to give money. Whether it was to pay for the damages of the poster, oh. whether it was extortion or whether it was a robbery, oh. like I can't, I can't, <laughs> yes. I don't, I'm not equipped to. Except like, I want to tell point out that. that Gunner in his Ugh. statement to police said at some point someone who spoke English walked over and offered to help translate this and, altercation, 
And so it's not a language barrier. <laughs> the security guard was telling the four of you, you need to pay for that stuff, that damage, before you can leave here, or I'm going to call the police. You understood that at that yeah. time, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, so yeah we, but but I can't say, I mean, I understood that because the guy spoke it in English, but I can't say like whether it was a robbery or, you know, <laughs> extortion or, or you know, just a guy trying to get money to fix his stuff. What is, what is he doing? Like, you know, I'm here to come clean, except for I'm not going to come clean at all. And I'm going to tell you, I can't tell if it was robbery or extortion or just a guy trying to get uh, Well, he's trying to conflate those issues and then throw in that he was like blacked out drunk when this happened. It's just so weird. I don't understand. I'm coming clean, but not at all. Matt Speaking Lauer up. looks like shit. People in the chat are talking about this too. Does he look like he's like going to die? He looks so gaunt. I, I always thought Matt Lauer was a pretty good looking guy. Myself. He looks terrible. Did you, did you notice? Uh, he's got a nice smile. Lay off Matt. He's got a good name too. Give him a break. Okay. Okay. Break for him. Matt Lauer. <laughs> right. So, but at that point, it's not a Hashtag robbery. Matt Lauer's. Well, actually, I want to hear this before I. Lauer's health will break the conspiracy like Hillary's health. But yeah, really. this part is really key. So I want to play. We had to give the money. Right. So, but at that point, it's not a robbery. At that point, you're striking a deal. You're striking mm -hmm. a deal to pay for what damage you've caused so that he doesn't call the police and this doesn't yeah. become a bigger incident. Isn't that, isn't that fair? We just wanted to get out of there. Um, we were held. I mean, there was a Why good point he in be our honest direction. On we this? were all frightened. Um, and we wanted to get out of there as quick as possible. Maybe he has legal advice we knew is to not be honest about it. I don't know. You have to give him money. That doesn't sound like a robbery. A ro robbery is when some guy targets you, whether he's <laughs> armed or not, to take your money and your belongings and your valuables. This guy was negotiating a deal because of what had happened in that walkway. And you guys were on the other end of that negotiation. And that's why it could be people can see it in many different directions. All we know is that there was a oh. gun pointed to us and we were demanded to give them money. Right, people could see it in many different directions. <laughs> um, no, they couldn't. If you're gonna come clean, just come clean, dude. I don't understand. Uh, this is, it's kind of a non-issue admittedly. Like I know to a lot of people, this isn't a big deal and probably rightfully so. Who knows if legal action will even come of it or uh, But it's confounding. Like the story's confusing more than anything else. Like I read the it and I was like, what? Is he what? just an idiot or does he hope to achieve something here? And who's advising him? I don't know. I mean, he's, he must have an attorney by now. I would think so. And I, apparently there's disciplinary act, potential disciplinary action to come from the swim team. He might be suspended, banned for a while, whatever. <laughs> this is just one of those things where everything he says just confuses me more and more. I don't understand why. I don't understand. I understand the incident. And I, to an extent, I even understand the lie, sort of. I don't know. He just seems like some faggot, like, frat guy that just got really wasted and became an ugly American and then tried to cover his tracks about it. Maybe there's no story here. Douchebag no. is a douchebag. There, there is a story. You're missing the story. Let me tell you about the story because people are not, well, the degree to which we're not enraged about it is enraging to other people. Uh, specifically... <laughs> Specifically, the main culprits we would expect. The Huffington Post, let me see. This is what you'd expect from them. Um, nine tweets that sum up the glaring white privilege in Lochtegate. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, because white privilege is going into a foreign country, peeing uh, on a business's floor and kicking in a door and then saying, you were robbed, Lochtegate. Gabby Douglas was being told she needs to fix her attitude in Rio, but Lochtegate and crew are all kids who got rowdy. <laughs> if black athletes pulled that Lochtegate stunt, the headlines would read, Black Lives Matter thugs cause terror at the Olympics. Yes, I'm sure oh, yeah, they would I'm read sure. that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's not surprising from the Huffington Post. I don't want to spend too, time, too much time on this because we've come to expect that. However, what I haven't come to expect is similar treatment from none other than NPR. NPR, smart thoughts on Ryan Lochte and white privilege expressing the same sentiments. Jeez, um, uh, if, you know, uh, the public's reaction to Lochte wouldn't be so off-putting if he had not come, if it had not come shortly after Douglas was viciously dragged through the court of public opinion because Gabby Douglas didn't, uh, you know, put her, put her um, hand over her heart for the national anthem and all this she stuff. She did it's, lots of stuff, Gabby Douglas. I don't even know the story on it, to be honest. What, what else did she do? 
Uh, I just heard this from my mom. I actually didn't do any other research, so I don't know. It's got to be true. true. Moms aren't wrong. <laughs> Ever. But apparently after she was in the Olympics last time, her host family was white and she lived mm. with them for a little while. And I think her coach was white and most of the people at her gym. So they help her get to the Olympics. You know, she's a really good gymnast. She competes at the Olympics and then she comes home. She goes on Oprah and she's like, there was just so much racism impeding me from achieving my oh goals. Oh my gosh. Like you fucking bitch. She went to the Olympics. Shut your mouth. Shut your uh, mouth. And then Simone um, Biles, everybody loves, you know. I think that yeah, Gabby's just got a case of being third best. And she's like, and, and the thing about Lochte is, too, nobody, I, I'm not aware, and I, I haven't combed through all the media on this, but everyone that I see and read and, and hear is saying the same stuff about Lochte that we are. This is like, what an idiot what yeah. a douchebag. No, I don't think anybody's trying to sweep this under the rug. I don't think anybody is celebrating him. Maybe, I mean, I guess you could argue he's being let off the hook too easily. But honestly, his crime, his crime, be it the vandalism, is Whatever. not incredibly severe. And his lying about it, I mean, it is a big deal to lie to law enforcement and provide false reports to law enforcement. Absolutely. That is a big deal. But anyone who did this, if Gabby Douglas did this, I would rip her equally regardless of her race i don't understand why all of these things have to be about race when they're clear no can't people just be douchebags like irrespective of what race they are they're just shitty people of, of all races i think lochte's being targeted for being a bro to be honest we need to <laughs> we need to yeah I, I, it's just unfair the only reason he's getting negative coverage is because he's so bro-y to really yeah. i mean if it was um I don't know. Well, whatever. This joke has expired. I'm not going to go further down that road. Um, and probably so is Ryan Lochte. I don't want to spend too much time on this because other than the fact that it's just so weird, I don't know that there's much takeaway from it. It's just bizarre. Maybe more to come. Who knows? If you really care about swimming that much, which let's be honest, nobody does. You only watch it during the Olympics. It's the same thing. People say they care about soccer. You don't. You only do during the World Cup. And if you say otherwise, you're a liar. Wow, Everyone that's so true. <laughs> Well, maybe in your neck of the woods, uh, people care about the Sounders. I know that's true. But everywhere else in red-blooded America, nobody cares about soccer. Sorry. You know it's true. Oh, my God. I just read the funniest comment in the chat. <laughs> what What was that? Her braids uh, say, I'm white, but my kids won't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is why this is why I you love have to you monitor guys. the chat. You said that yeah. Mr. Sister Fister is the That's a good name. <laughs> that is a good name. That's a good name. This is I'm glad. I'm good. Keep your eye there. Like I said, the one thing I've a bunch of things I try to manage during the show and the chat is one thing that's uh, it's just a little distracting for me because it's all these things going on, but I'm glad that you caught it's that. It's really one. distracting, so, but but every once in a while something hilarious comes through. Keep your eye on it, Braid Lady, because there's jokes in there that are that help enhance the show, absolutely. Oh God! Uh, Out of the live chat. All right, I'm I'm done with you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you get you get one A plus joke per episode. Then you're <laughs> yeah. done. Then the chat is closed and you're you're out. Uh, as a reminder, if you have uh, jokes at our expense, email them beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If they're A plus, <laughs> I'll read them on the show. Uh, I would have read that one on the show if it was in the inbox. It's okay. so true. It's so true. The other big story this week. Um, that I didn't see in national news a lot, and you know, there's the Olympics and political stuff going on, but but the Louisiana floods have been pretty uh, significant in terms of of damage to people's lives and loss of life. So uh, I was checking today, forty thousand homes damaged or destroyed, ten people dead, and there's some pretty amazing footage of rescues that are going on, and there's a lot of rescues and help going on from law enforcement and just people going out in their boats and helping people. Um, and the interesting quote I pulled from a Washington Post story earlier today was, the water has been an equal opportunity destroyer, taking homes of black and white residents, the poor and affluent, police officers and protesters. All kinds of people need help and all kinds of people are offering it. And there's a lot of good pictures in the uh, New Orleans uh, local uh paper here just people helping uh one another with uh with flood recovery so these are just taken off instagram and twitter a lot of it is law enforcement a lot of it is just neighbors helping neighbors move stuff out of damaged homes and um you know people coming from all over louisiana and beyond i guess a lot of the damage is centered around baton rouge is my understanding but it's not limited to just baton rouge but That's that it's that part of the state um 
so you know it's 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 tragic and uplifting it's great to see people helping each other out like this uh and it's, of course the lo loss of life is unfortunate you never want to see that um and i also i was talking with um i was talking with uh one of our patrons ben brown i hope uh, he's not mad if i out him uh you don't get fired for supporting the show but uh <laughs> He, uh, he lives in the area and he was, we were back and forth just a couple of times on Twitter before the show. And he had mentioned, you know, he doesn't like how this issue gets politicized, you know, tragedy gets politicized and things like that. And I, I would agree. I, I don't like when um, tragedy is used for partisan politics or, you know, promoting a group or slamming group. So kind of want to couch what we're going to share here with that understanding. I don't, um, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm kind of. I guess I'm hedging here because I don't want to be seen as using what's going on in Louisiana to push a political agenda. But I will say I think it's interesting that there's a viral video that came out of the Louisiana floods of a guy going off about where is Black Lives Matter to help us when black lives are actually at risk here. Uh, so I just wanted to play that. I thought it was a pretty interesting clip that's making the rounds on YouTube today. Let's get that pulled up. Uh, well, actually, first I want to show... Let's let's show some of the uh, rescue here first. I forgot I wanted to play that, but this is this oh is yeah. The video is getting choppy. Sorry about that. We're coming. Watch your eyes. Um, but this is this is a pretty crazy rescue from a sinking convertible car, and they have to break the windows, and it's a it's a lady and a dog inside. They are remarkably calm. Yeah, and she's just in there saying, you know. Oh my God, I'm drowning. Uh, help me, you know. But she, she, even she's calm. Like she's not screaming or anything. She's just kind of like, I'm underwater now. Please help me. But fully submerged. And then they get her out. And there's a dog too. I'll go down. Oh no! We can't get the dog. Here, here. Spoiler alert: They do get the dog, I believe. Although I have not watched this in full yet. I just saw the rescue of the woman. Maybe she's gone. Oh yay! So they did get the dog too. Oh man! Stressful, you know. And so that is. A lot of the stuff that's coming out of Louisiana is uplifting. It's it's neighbors helping neighbors. It's people you know rising to the call to help each other out and stuff like that. I mean, that lady's probably dead if those people with the she didn't. I mean, she looked. I don't want to judge, but she looked kind of helpless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't that's know. That's what she's... people end up doing. Everybody acts like things would just fall apart without government, but people come to each other's aid. And there's, I think, there's a lot of, as far as I've seen, there's you know been a lot of obviously helpful police uh, presence and others like i guess louisiana fish wildlife and park because they have a bunch of boats you know apparently um the people who who do all that stuff for, uh, at the state level are boating around helping people too so um but this guy's rant uh which i think is interesting <laughs> is about um you know we're uh, black lives matter presence that's all upset in baton rouge about alton sterling but um nowhere to be found apparently these days so let's hear what he has to say I just want to go live for a little second because I just want to ask a question. It might seem a little petty, so, but you know. I want to know, where are the Black Lives Matter and the Black Panthers? Because I ain't seen one Black Panther boat or one Black Lives Matter boat. All I see is our own people from our city and 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 the wildlife and fisheries and the you know police and all that all i see is our people from our own city you know saving us going in and, and rescuing people i see plenty of brothers who got boats and trucks going in and rescuing people you know taking the time out of their own life and going in and rescuing people but i have not seen not one black panther boat not one black lives matter <laughs> boat truck or nothing else so with all the drama that was going on with the Alton Sterling killing, oh, they came out with guns and ready to go to war. But here we go, all these people flooded out and truly in need of some help, and you can't find not one of them. If you find one, how let me let me know. Post up. If y'all out there, where you at? Where your boats? 
This creates comedy opportunities for what a Black Lives Matter boat would be like. And I didn't think about that before the show, but I wish I had because there's a skit or some artwork there or something. But <laughs> there is you, something there. Leave you high and dry on that one, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the Black Lives Matter boat. If you have a joke on that, send it my way. Um, but I think what he had to say is is telling. And ultimately, we're going to have to see some aid from groups like this when i mean as the quote said earlier it's not it's not as simple as black lives at risk here but there are black lives at risk that can use help these groups are nowhere to be found just something to think about but on the topic of black lives matter we were talking uh throughout the week uh, because we were talking milwaukee last week as i mentioned and we watched some of that footage you had said it was the most racist thing you'd ever seen in your life, them targeting white people yeah. for, for violence. He and white, I, get him. <laughs> right. And I didn't think about that at the time, but it, it was interesting to me framed in the context of our encounter with Daryl Lamont Jenkins when you said to him that you think Black Lives Matter is racist. And he, he said to you, first of all, I think it's amazing you're willing to call Black Lives Matter racist. So we... <laughs> <laughs> thought it would be fun this week to put together just a little mashup about uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins is amazed that Blonde called Black Lives Matter racist. So here we go. First of all, it's amazing to me that you can call Black Lives Matter racist. And now Daryl Lamont Jenkins is amazed that someone called Black Lives Matter racist. Are you joking? Uh, no, I'm not joking. You. I'm not being a very white person. It's amazing to me that you can call Black Lives Matter racist. Black Lives Matter racist. Man, that white person come down Sherman. He white. Bitch. It's amazing to me that you can call Black Lives Matter racist. Why they beating up every white person? With his sister calling for peace. Don't burn it down. Can we be in North Take that shit to the Calling, calling for peace. Calling for peace. Calling for peace. It's amazing to me that you can call Black Lives Matter racist. Things started to get really tense later in the night when people started screaming, fuck white people. For those that are perceivably white, it is just not safe to be here. It's amazing to me. I think they just be so white, bitch, ass for no reason. That you can call Black Lives Matter racist. Ain't no more no, I'm not joking. First of all, it's amazing to me that you can call Black Lives Matter racist. Tune in next time when Daryl is amazed that someone called the cops on him for stalking. <laughs> Goddamn Daryl Lamont Jenkins. Bane so anyway, of my existence. <laughs> just, you know, some kind of, some pieces of evidence. You know, I admit maybe there's some debate there. I'm willing to have that debate. By the way, Daryl's invited to the show anytime. Anytime. Uh, anytime. He was back and forth with me again on Twitter today. Uh, coincidentally, someone had tweeted him and linked me. And Daryl, come on the show. Make the case. Not only we'll talk about is Black Lives Matter racist. We'll talk about why you why you think we're racist. Anyway, spoiler alert: they are open invite, but just some evidence to support the claim. That's all. <laughs> Thought to, uh, some evidence juxtaposed with the amazement might be helpful. Jesus Christ. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Because we all we all know Daryl. We've, we've been through it. Um, the big, the other big news this week, Trump hired Breitbart co-founder. Uh, what's his name? Steven. Uh, I don't have his name in front of Ooh, me. Ooh, I forgot too. It starts with a B. Live chat. Who, tell us. Steven the guy who founded Breitbart, um, co co-founded Breitbart. Anyway, uh, so he is going to help run Trump's campaign now or run it solo. I forget what the structure is. Probably should have figured this out in the show prep, but you know, that's why we get paid next to nothing to do this. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, this, he, he's going to run the, the campaign now. Hillary responds uh, with shock and disgust, and she put, makes a post on her website. Uh, but I want to let's pull up what you're supposed to agree to before you actually look at that post, which you tipped me off to and I thought was awesome. Um, let's pull that up. So before you get to Hillary's website, you get this prompt. Bigotry and bluster are not foreign policy credentials. I agree. I think you have to click I agree, or can you close it out? I love how out? agree is the only button. There is an X. There so maybe is no you, disagree. Maybe you can click the X and get out of it. I don't know. When you, did you click agree when you went to it? Uh, no, I clicked out of it. Ah, so you can get around. Okay. I'm like, I don't agree to this shit. Anyway, um, she's very 
just, uh, the, the website itself is just hilarious. Let's go through this. Uh, let me pull it up here. It's called A Real Thing. Donald Trump just brought, uh, brought on the utterly extremist Breitbart News to run his campaign. And it's got some Trump artwork. Um, blah, blah, blah. Check out the, this news organization that ran these racist, homophobic, conspiracy peddling stories. By the way, this is the reason I found this was because Milo posted it to Facebook. This is such an honor for him and an honor to which I hope we can rise one day. But, you know, that's a lofty goal. You gotta, you gotta set your, your sights high. Anyway, um, two of the nine. He's so happy and pleased with himself right now. Oh yeah. Personally pissing off Hillary Clinton. This is like everything he's ever wanted. Two of the nine. So would you rather your child had feminism or cancer? And the solution to online harassment is simple. Women should log off. Two of the nine are Milo writings. So, you know, round of applause for Milo. Fan of the show, as you've all seen. Fan of the show. (laughs) uh endorser of the show love your work keep keep uh <laughs> keep doing god's work milo appreciate it but i i dove into some of these articles because the thing about milo's work you have to understand it as it's always semi-sincere semi-tongue-in-cheek jokes um, it, it, he does believe what he's believing or what he's writing but unlike ryan lochte he is actually exaggerating He's exaggerating to make a point. Does he actually think feminism and cancer are the same? Or I mean, if it came down to it, if his mom had to get feminism or cancer, I don't know. Maybe he actually sincerely hopes his well, mom gets cancer. Well, what kind of cancer are we <laughs> what, talking? And what kind of feminism? a low-grade melanoma? Yeah, I'm with. I'm yeah, with operable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay. All right. <laughs> but my point is, you know, that everything he does has to be understood kind of in a context of tongue-in-cheek joking provocative type way and so to me his tour is called the dangerous faggot tour isn't that everything you need to know about milo so (laughs) so i took a look at some of these other articles because i wanted to see are they all 100 percent sincere or are they kind of like milo's work where you know they they might have a sincere point however to characterize them as completely sincere is not entirely fair either so I went through a couple of them. I don't want to go through all nine because some of them just aren't that interesting. Um, one that was interesting to me was the article, New Evidence Hitler Was Gay. And, <laughs> and, and Hillary's pissed about that. I don't know why. And if you read the article, doctor's notes show that doctors called him gay. And some of these newly released doctor's notes, they say there's notes about his sexuality that say homosex yeah. or whatever else. Um, and that he was taking like feminine hormones or something. Um, I don't know why she cares. And it wouldn't be the first time that a dictator like found purpose through his own self-loathing. So, and who is is it insulting to Hitler or is it supposed to be homophobic? (laughs) I don't get it. Insulting to the gays. I I don't, I don't get why that's supposed to be a bad one necessarily. Um, there's this other one, the headline Obama and ISIS advisor and, and, um, Breitbart was noting that in a New York times article, Obama had said, um, New York Times wrote this. If he had been, quote, an ISIS or an advisor to ISIS, unquote, Mr. Obama added, he would not have killed the hostages, but released them and pinned notes on their chest saying, quote, stay out of here. This is none of your business. Such a move, he speculated, might have undercut support for military intervention. So it was Obama kind of saying, if I were ISIS, this is what I do because it's smart strategy. And Breitbart picks that up and says, like, is he an ISIS advisor? But at no point in the article do they actually make that claim sincerely. Do they, at no point are they claiming that he's, he was giving directives. Um, and, and it's kind of tinfoil. In that context, it would be tinfoil hattery. Um, but <laughs> it's them sensationalizing this idea that he said, if I was ISIS, this is how I would operate. Yeah. Um, the other one that was interesting, there's an article about uh, the vetting exclusive Obama's literary agent in 1991 booklet quote born in Kenya and raised in Indonesia and Hawaii. And it shows this stupid, like little snippet from some 1991 book that says that about the president. And I, and I understand birtherism there's, I think it's tinfoil hattery. I think most people do. Some people want to debate it. That's fine. I get it. Um, but the way Hillary's dishonest in this is even at the bottom of the Breitbart article, it says, 
Note from senior management, Andrew Breitbart was never a birther, and Breitbart News is a site that has never advocated the narrative of birtherism. In fact, Andrew believed, as we do, that President Barack Obama was born in Honolulu, Hawaii on August 4th, 1961. They're showing it, but there's an editor's note that is explicit in the way it is to be understood, and Hillary's campaign, surprise, surprise, deliberately uh, ignores that and doesn't care. So there's all of that. I mean, the reaction is hilarious. We were talking before the show, but I think she's dumb to dismiss Breitbart on these grounds and claim that they're bigoted yeah. because they're on up, 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 success, success, success. Figure out why they're successful. Imitate it. Yeah. Don't. Breitbart and Drudge Report have had their best, like, I think week or month ever. They're they're both just going through the roof. Uh, there was one day at Drudge that like blew all the other days historically away, like last week. You, you can't isolate this audience. It's really stupid of her to do this. This is a ton of people. Breitbart is a huge publication. And I, it, we're talking before the show, too, is like, at first I thought, well, maybe the smart play for her is to go after the cozy relationship between media and the campaign. But she's not in position to do that either per the DNC leak, because that's just wildly um, hypocritical or contradictory, given what we've learned. So I don't know. I mean... I don't know what I would do if I was her on this, to be honest, other than maybe just avoid it as an issue. Because I don't know that it hurts Trump that much, really. Is there anyone who's really that, that thinks this is really damaging to him to hire this guy? I don't know. I don't think so. Everything that I've read that was negative about it was just from like CNN and stuff like that. I didn't say anything from any right wing publications or alternative media sources that criticized it legitimately. Do Okay. And so... Given that it happens on both sides, and I think it's probably fair to say there's, it's still probably one-sided, right? I mean, it's fair to say that the there's not a lot of accusations of conservative media bias, and most people seem to think, and probably rightfully so, that the, the mainstream media sources, the big news outlets are kind of in it with the DNC and in it with Hillary, and this is kind of the the counter to that. And it's probably, you know, a bunch of people in this camp and just a few in this conservative camp, but we know it goes both ways. We know there's a cozy relationship between media and and candidates both ways. Is that, are we fine with that? Or is that something that we should frown upon both ways? Because I don't know what to think about it. I don't know if Trump's really influencing media in the way that Hillary is. I mean, she's just coercive like you've seen that clip of cnn just cutting people off that are talking about hillary it's hilarious i've seen clips of cnn's calls for peace too so if they're you know if the candidate coverage is uh, on par with their riot coverage truth be told i don't watch cnn man rarely rarely Well, nobody really does i mean but i gotta check in every once in a while it's like i've watched the young turks sometimes too just gotta catch up with the daily (laughs) stupid yeah, I mean, it's it, they're they're what they're selling is dying, and what Breitbart is selling is rising. And yeah, I think that her strategy is really, really dumb. Like trying to make Trump seem like he's the underdog. I think all these polls are manipulated. I think that Trump's going to win in a landslide, but she's making him appear to be the underdog, and people love the underdog. And so he's going to work harder. It's going to like rally support from his audience. I think it's going to be really detrimental to her campaign. And then the debates, I just can't wait. She's going to be just eviscerated. It's going to be hilarious. Tell me a little bit more about the polls, because you were talking about this before the show, and I'm not keen on this, but th- something with poll methodology and bias and how this is all working I out. I watched but- a Stefan Molyneux and Bill Mitchell um, segment today on this, and apparently uh, in all of the polling, I believe the Reuters poll was what they were talking about specifically, that said that Donald Trump was 13 points ahead, or uh, that Hillary was 13 points ahead. This was like a week ago. Um, He was saying that even in Republican states, the people that they were polling were predominantly Democratic. And so there's a variable in all this computation. He was calling it D plus. And I believe it was in Georgia, but it was like D plus six. That means that there were six electoral votes more Democrats um, surveyed for the polls in a Republican state. And then they don't correct for it in the polling. So so that means if you polled 100 people, 56 would be or if you polled and it was supposed to be 50 50 democrats republicans in this case it would be 56 44 democrats to republicans is that kind of an accurate way of i think so and i think that the way to control for it would be to just just survey whoever and then adjust 
to whatever the breakdown in that state is of Democrats and Republicans, although I'm not sure about that. Because that's what's surprising to me is, of course, you know, if you're dealing with and I'm not I certainly don't have expertise in this area, but if you're dealing with trying to produce representative samples, if you have reason to believe that your sample isn't representative, it would require an adjustment. And if they're not yeah, doing and that's that, not present in any of the polling, which is why we see, you know, such a huge discrepancy between between polls. And then uh, in, in L.A. Times, I think uh, Donald Trump was out ahead yesterday. Yeah, I did see that. He was up two. it was 45, yeah. 43. Um, so let's grant for a second. And if you grant that the polls are skewed, you can kind of think, is that intentional or is that incidental? Let's grant yeah. for a second that that's intentional. Let's let's just I, I like thinking. Well, about we should link that in, in the uh, description, too. Also, the yeah, Bill okay. Whittle or Bill Mitchell. Um, segment. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to check it out. Uh, so if we grant that that's intentional, let's say there's an intentional move to make Hillary look like she's in the lead. And again, this is speculative. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have evidence to suggest that all of this is intentional. But if it is, the strategy is strange to me for the same reason you're describing that there's an advantage to being the underdog within reason. 13 point, I mean, you get to a certain point and you start to damage morale. Like if you're a tr if you're Trump guy and you're down 13 consistently, you might be like, well, it's over. I'm going to go do something else on election day instead of vote. But if it's like minus two, minus three consistently, I mean, Trump's already got the enthusiasm, no doubt. Yeah. So if he's got that like slight underdog thing, I mean, to me, that's that's a motivational factor for Trump guy, not Hillary person. Nobody's motivated for Hillary anyway. Let's be honest. That person doesn't no. exist. Yeah. They're just, they're just complacent. They just are resigned to the future of mediocrity, which a lot of people would say is a generous outlook for the Hillary future. Mediocrity would be a wild success. <laughs> but, yeah, really? Yeah. But just think about that strategically. I wonder, I wonder why. And I wonder... How it seems like they is. just have a myopic focus on her being perceived well by the general public right now. Like, I don't really feel like they're playing the long game like the Trump campaign is. Hmm. They're barely holding it together. Like, I feel like Hillary's just going to fall over dead in, in this debate. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, and I I've feel like they're frantic. Like, everybody's talking about how Trump had such a terrible week. And I'm looking around and I'm like, uh, Hillary had a terrible week. I and thought this so was unlikable. supposed to be his good week. No, this was a good week for Trump. Yeah. Last week, apparently, was was quite bad. But, he, you know, it was a few gaffes. It was normal Trump shit. I, um, from a strategy perspective, I, and this is guessing, but I'm going to guess that the Breitbart guy is going to come on and he's going to probably persuade him, be more Trumpian. Don't tone it down. Don't, don't, uh, concede anything don't apologize be more trump the reason you're here is because yeah. you're trump and you're you're i mean nobody predicted your rise anyway and the reason is because you're brutally honest and you're outlandish and provocative and all of these things that counter but he's scaling really that back and really appealing to the masses this last week and i think that the left is just panicking about this because he's becoming more palatable and more appealing to your average american and that scares the shit out of the left they want him to be off his rocker and you know gaffes all the time so they can be like look at this psycho you know he's gonna fuck up the country look how racist he is look how sexist he is but now that he's like you know really being he's on an even keel he's really appealing to more people and the left's like shit what are we gonna do well you can't stop the gaffes you get the gaffes but a I lot kinda, of the times, I find them endearing though I, I don't even care <laughs> well yeah and that's what bothers me is a lot of the times the gaffes aren't even gaffes it's like you guys just you are willfully blind to context and it's so annoying one of the other articles in Hillary's piece on the Breitbart move was, um, uh, let me see, I have it in my notes here. Trump, the article is called Trump, hard for women to attack me on looks because I'm so good looking. Uh, and the Trump quote is, of course, it's very hard for them to attack me on looks because I'm so good looking, uh, <laughs> which is just a repeat of the headline anyway. But <laughs> yes, I'm sure, I'm sure Trump is just completely convinced of his own outstanding beauty i'm sure he just the left is just so humorless and everybody's sick of this shit too it's so annoying like, just to take a joke come oh, on my it's God. like this old orange ugly man he's like look how good looking i am right oh. he is he yeah his dad is an orangutan <laughs> that was the, the the bit with bill maher for the longest time prove that your dad isn't an orangutan and we'll talk about <laughs> obama's uh place of birth and all that stuff yeah I mean, it's uh, uh, in addition to a lot of the reasons why I think 
the left is having an identity crisis in addition to all the identity politics and social justice crap and not valuing free speech and due process and all the things we're supposed to agree on and the, the reasons that I'm becoming more and more skeptical with them over time. The loss of humor, man. Just it's just the worst. You there's so many things you can't joke about. Trump can't even joke about his own appearance. And he does I don't I mean what is he th these people are such hypocrites too because if Trump would come out and say like I'm very sorry for what I said to Rosie O'Donnell and what I said to Carly Fiorina and what I said to Megan Kelly that was way out of line. <laughs> I they are all uncommonly beautiful women which doesn't even make any sense because if everyone's uncommonly beautiful then everyone's just commonly beautiful. But in any case, if he said something like that, they'd still rip him. They'd still call him a misogynist. They'd still oh, say yeah. he hates women. I, I mean, what? Think about that. How far? Like, imagine beta Trump. How <laughs> beta would Trump have to be to get their appeal? Like, how sensitive would oh, he never. have to be? Never. Is it even possible? No. Hmm. And he can't be beta. His default is alpha. That's why everybody loves him. God, I can't wait for the debates. When's the first one? I think it's in like a month, maybe three weeks now. We should definitely do a show like right after it or something. Break oh, it yeah. down. Uh, anyway, I just can't wait. I just think that he's just going to wipe the floor with her. I mean, she can barely get through a speech without saying stupid crap like she's going to raise the taxes on the middle class, which is that, worse well, than any Trump gaffe no, I've ever but seen. That, in my life. That, that was mischaracterized. She said, We aren't. She just poorly. Oh, really? Yeah, she said we people have latched onto that and it's bullshit. Oh, no, She's, I have yeah. repeated that a ton. No, it, it, well, I can understand because if you listen, it, it sounds like it, but take it in context and she just kind of and listen closely. She kind of poorly enunciates and says, we aren't going to raise uh, taxes on the middle class and they all cheer. Think about it in context. She's always talking about how she's going to embolden working people, the middle class. She wouldn't say that. And right. second, people wouldn't cheer it anyway. But that's not what she said. And people latch oh, onto it. Oh, I was just it. like, this mindless audience is cheering this. Wow, I no. was not evidence. I mean, some people would push back on me on that and make the case. But I, I think it's pretty clear that she was saying aren't. And it annoys me that people latch onto that. It annoys me on either side because... Yeah. You know, both candidates say some ridiculous shit. Let's be honest. I mean, obviously, my persuasion has trended Trump over time, uh, but it was never. I mean, I wasn't on the Hillary train anyway. But both candidates say some ridiculous shit. I, I will admit that objectively. So let's take them on on the actual ridiculous shit that they've said, as opposed to you know misquotes or things that were obvious joke. I mean, that that is kind of the equivalent of the Trump looks joke. Like even if she did say it. Even if that is what she said in context, that's not what she meant. You know what I mean? So let's let's take her at her highest point rather than this kind of made up low point. You, know Ugh, what I mean? you and your integrity. You suck. Hillary is a very defeatable candidate and there's plenty of people doing a great job of it. So we don't you know, it's not on us to it's not like she has she's a uh, some kind of. Uh, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for here? Like she is, uh, if you're, if she's a stone and you're chiseling away at her, there are many weak, weak points to work with. You don't have to, it's not, it's not, it's not tough to, to break her down. That was a terrible metaphor. It was, it was almost there though. Like you're wrong. I'm, I'm off my game. It's getting, this is the time where it's always like getting uh, seven minutes left. Fuck it. 80 yeah. degrees in my room and all that stuff. <laughs> There's something there, you know, between <laughs> this and my inability to think of a black lives matter boat joke tonight. Just, uh, you know, really struggling. Yeah, uh, I'd help you, want... you out, but women aren't funny, so. I know. That's what my girlfriend says, too. I, I bring, I seriously, when I was doing the Daryl bit, uh, I, I was like, I need a, a joke at the end. Help me out. Girls aren't funny. Like, <laughs> sorry, girls aren't funny. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I'll have to think of this myself. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, no, she did actually help me out. She helped me out with that bit. So, uh, she proved you wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to talk target really quick? That's the only other thing I have. Or do you yes. want to talk no woman sky? I don't know how well versed in video games you are. Um, I don't I... know anything about that. So, okay. Well, do you find the target stuff interesting or you want to go wild card? Let's wild card. Cause I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me do you, uh, grab the link out of the, uh, the notes and I'll put this up on screen. I so, have. Um, no Man's Sky, which I don't play. Uh, it is on PS4 and I believe PC, but I, I am playing less and less video games these days. 
And, uh, you know, No Man's Sky doesn't seem like something that interests me that much. But No Man's Sky is a game where there's 18 quintillion planets you can visit and everyone's exploring this universe. And it's called No Man's Sky, as I understand, as a play on No uh, No Man's Land. But No Man, so No Man's Land is, you know, a place that needs to be explored. No Man's Sky would be a, a galaxy or a universe that needs to be explored. This Jezebel article, why is it's not even an article, it's like a paragraph. Why isn't it called No Woman's Sky? Uh, uh, for those of you who have spent this, I got this link before the show from our viewer, uh, Jared. Uh, so thanks for the link, my friend. Uh, for those of you who have not spent the past week wondering why, or for those of you who have spent the last uh, week wondering why Jezebel has not yet published a review of the long-awaited PC console game No Man's Sky, allow us to explain ourselves. We find the name of this first-person space travel game to be distasteful, offensive, and shamely anti-feminist. Jezebel will not be reviewing or even playing No Man's Sky in a game that claims to take place inside an infinite, procedurally generated galaxy. There should be more than room for equality. Oh my it's God. Hard. Is this written by a man? Indeed. Uh, oh, what's, God. what's, um, his picture's right here. Bobby finger. Jesus Christ. Bobby finger. I don't know. I, I honestly, what a cock. Is it parody? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even, I haven't looked into this too much. I'm not no, even prepared Jezebel to say it's real. Shameless with their feminist stances. I'm surprised this isn't written by Anna Merlin. Oh, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, the, 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 feminist assault on video games for the last couple of years has just been insane and the pushback has been deserved and did they learn nothing people shit a brick about that uh did they learn nothing about what cultural feminists no we're messing with gaming it's like let dudes have this corner of the internet oh my god leave them alone and and i mean find me one woman who plays video games who is offended by that (laughs) i mean i guess uh, You know, people think like women who play games are fringe. I guess in the grand scheme, they kind of are, but it's not as though they don't exist. There's, you know, plenty viable uh, female gaming community out there. And I I don't know. uh, This is the crap. Talk about, you know, reasons you divorce the left. This cultural policing crap, too, is just so annoying. They're the same people. I mean, Milo says it all the time, but they're the same people who a decade ago were saying, like, the video games will cause you to shoot up the schools. No, they won't. The video games aren't going to cause you to shoot shoot up schools. The video games aren't going to cause you to be sexist. The video games aren't going to cause you to be a bad person or think bad things. This is entertainment. People can separate entertainment and reality. Just let people sit in their basement and unwind at the end of the day exploring the galaxy. And as far as I know, there's nothing sexist in the... I don't even know. You can probably play as a female character for all I know. Like, honestly, games these days where you can't... I haven't played No Man's Sky, so maybe I'm wrong on that, but... Pretty much every game these days is like over the top in its inclusivity. I mean, I don't play, I mostly just play Call of Duty with my friends now these days, but I will dabble in some other games sometimes. But even in Black Ops 3, the newer Call of Duty, half the characters are female in like a war setting and it's fantasy, you know, it's not supposed to be real accurate to reality but half the characters are female in a setting that doesn't in a combat setting that doesn't really make sense it doesn't piss me off it's not like i look at it and go oh female characters i'm so mad but it's very clear that the industry has caved to some degree to this effort for inclusivity all this pandering is just going to ruin everything it touches i I just wish we could go back to the days where like put female characters in places where a female character makes sense. Like uh, the other game that I want to play too is I want to get the DLC for Tomb Raider and play that. I haven't the newer Tomb Raider game. Laura Croft is like, it's weird to think a video game character is super hot, but everyone agrees that Laura Croft is a smoke show (laughs) and why that's fine. Why can't you have some games with just dudes and then you have your Laura Crofts and you just put, Put gay characters where gay characters make sense. Put female characters where female characters make sense. Put dudes where dudes make sense. And if you want to see a gay or amputee or, you know, trans or whatever character in a game, make a game with that character. And if it's No, they should keep at it. They should keep shoving, especially in Hollywood, keep shoving inappropriate characters into roles like they are with Star Wars. Keep, you know, just breaking apart all of these age old, just beloved franchises fine just keep doing it i swear to god hollywood will be brought to its knees with this shit because people hate this shit well it's just fake progress too i mean 
Well, yeah, but like, it, why Ghostbusters? Why Star Wars? Could the right, social justice but, warriors could have stayed could have stayed out of these realms? Like, these are cult classics people love. And that's the yeah, that's the problem is nobody likes it when you just shove a character into a setting that's already established or doesn't make sense. If yeah. you grant that that there's progress to be made about females in entertainment start writing them good roles start with original yeah. work if a movie is good i'm gonna go watch it if a game is good i'm gonna play it regardless of who the characters are so write yeah. them and make them good the answer is more art not censorship not shoving your crap you don't go to um you don't go to like an art museum and and go over to um you know like monet's work or da vinci painting and be like not representative enough and start cutting <laughs> up a masterpiece no you make something that is worthy of being hanged or hung, whatever the, I always, is it hanged or hung? You make huh? something that's worthy of being placed next to that work of art in a way that you find yeah. fit. More speech, more art, not censoring other people. That's the answer. I hope it, I hope it turns out that way, but it seems like more censorship is the only answer that comes from the left. Well, they're going to push me further away every day until, you know. Until you're going to be the uh, bleeding heart of the show. That's that's how far we're going to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, soon. really? Pretty well, it soon. depends on what's going to happen with this Internet censorship. Like, can you imagine? Right. I heard about that, too. I don't know enough, but this whole thing that like I keep apparently he's like going to transfer power over American dom domain names to the U.N., but I really don't understand yeah. the Internet. So I'll have to look into it. People linked me stories and I just didn't do as much research on it as possible. So if that's the case, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, we're all going to be screwed. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. And Back we all know how the U.N. And... is. The U.N. let Anita Sarkeesian and Zoe Quinn go there and tell them how the U.N. and, and, and uh, state governments need to monitor the Internet for safe speech so women aren't going to be harassed. It's a whole nother topic we can get into on another show because... We are out of time, unless you want to keep going. I'm good. I'm good. It's so hot in here. I don't know why. All right. We'll round it out. Uh, but yeah, that was, man, we're getting through these hours so quickly these days. They just fly by. But uh, thank you kindly <laughs> the to live the live chat. Yeah. Thank you kindly to the live viewers in the live chat, bringing us some comedy on what has been a slow week. So thanks for spicing up the show. Um, if you're listening on demand on YouTube, or on an audio platform, thank you as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's also extra content on the audio platforms. Check them out. They're linked in the description. You can always email the show, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We take your questions, requests, or suggestions there. We'll be back next Sunday, as we always are, if it's Sunday. Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye.